You're listening to the Union Church Podcast. For more information about Union, please visit unionboston.org. A man without a name, known only as the one who had demons, lived a considerable amount of his life in the grave. No need for a home, because when that which seeks to kill you thinks it's got a hold of you, you may as well be in the tombs. No clothes on his body because dead men don't need clothes. A man without a name that lived his life in the grave. This is the story of the Gerasene demoniac, one that seems mystifying and strange to our 21st century ears. This is not a 21st century story but it is a 21st century reality that this world is filled with all kinds of things that seek to pull us into the grave, that this life is filled with things that can so easily be captured and corrupted by those whose power means our powerlessness, by those whose voices drown out our cries to be heard, by that which takes our story and turns it into a product to be sold instead of a gift to be received. We are like the Gerasene demoniac because we know what it feels like to lose our sense of home when the powers all around us force us out into the wilderness, down into the grave where our light cannot shine and our love cannot thrive. When we read this story, we call it a healing story, because Jesus shows up and does what saviors do. He looks at what is dying, and he brings it back to life. He calls out what is evil so that good can breathe again. We call this story a healing story because at the beginning, our main character was just a man who had many demons, but at the end, he's known as the man from whom the demons had gone. See, I too read this story as a healing story. I couldn't help it because I don't know about you, but when I first learned to read, they told me that every single once upon a time would always have a happily ever after. And that when I went to bed that night, what I should remember is that final scene where the main character gets everything they had always been looking for, that goodness and hope and healing were the whole point. And that as long as that ending was there, This story was one worth reading, was one worth telling, that the ending was the point all along, and that everything that happened up to it was nothing more than a means to an end. But I cannot read our stories like this anymore. Because when I think about the man who had many demons, I think about how he lived an entire life in the grave and somehow survived that before he was healed, before he was made new, before his happily ever after came, he woke up every morning and kept on going. I cannot read our stories like happily ever afters because for so many of us, the happily ever after is not yet here. And somehow our lives are still preaching, still singing, still breathing new life back into that which is dead. I will not preach this story so easily told because your story is so much better. Because your life, even when it's stuck in the grave, has something to say. A man without a name, 
known only as the one with many demons, was restless in the tombs, tormented by a life that was never created for him, remembering what home felt like, what security felt like, what love felt like, and saying to himself, what I'm now living is not that. He fled to the tombs when the demons in him would come up to the surface again. He did not want to be there, but somehow he found himself there, a living man set out amongst the dead who faced each day saying, this is not my grave, and kept going despite all the odds set against him. And as he came across a man named Jesus one day who looked at him and said, I will fix this for you, he could not believe it. Because how many times had his friends and family seen him struggling and said something similar, but nothing changed? This man was a fighter who would not accept any body or thing that told him the time for living in tombs was surely over because he would not let false hope pull him deeper into a grave that was not his. And so, when he comes across a man named Jesus who says, I will heal you, he does not respond with, thank God I've been saved, or please, Lord, do what you are going to do, but instead, he says, what have you to do with me, Jesus? I beg you, just don't torment me. He knew what so many of us know all too well, that when life becomes more about survival than actual living, that which offers you life sounds more like false hope than the promise of a new beginning. You see, there were so many attempts by his friends and family to take what was killing him and rid it from his life. He would seem perfectly normal, would come back around in that same way he used to, but then the demons would seize him again. And the text says he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. When the demons in him came out, the ones around him, they dared not speak to the demons for fear of what it might mean. And so instead, they took the man with many demons and tried to simply lock him away. Let me pause for a moment. Because again, this story is starting to sound a little too fairy tale for our 21st century ears, so let me translate. How many times have we struggled under the weight of something so unimaginably heavy that those around us did not know what to do except for watch, keep us under their eye, when what we really needed was a voice to simply call out what it was that was killing us. How many times have we felt crippled by the strong force of grief, unable to see anything beyond that which we've lost, by the loss of a relationship, or a job, or a time in life where everything felt perfect? How many times have we woke up in the grave not because we we wanted to be there, but because we were driven there by any situation that told us our lives were the sum of our circumstances. And since circumstances were not life-giving, we might as well be dead. There was a man who had many demons, who was seen by the people around him as a problem to be contained, who was shackled and bound instead of seen and heard, a man without a name, who would not stay chained because that was not his grave either. He was a strong man because those in graves can easily stay there but time and time again he would come back out because something in him would not let him rest a man who knew that hope that came in the form of squirming in 
one's seat when all is not as it should be, that came in the form of looking at tombs and saying no body belongs here, that came in the form of a voice within that said keep going, keep going, keep going, a man who would not give up even when the world gave up on him, even when the only help offered was a different kind of grave that took his pain and locked it away. And here is where the gospel truth comes. That right at the point, the man with many demons was about to give up on him and turn back to the tombs. Jesus did what no one had done before. He called out to the demons and said, tell me your name. Tell me what you are. Tell me what it is that is trying to kill this beloved child of mine. Tell me how you work, how you thrive, how you continue to pull what I call alive back into spaces of dying. You see, he showed the people watching that day that you have to call out what it is that's keeping you in the grave. There is nothing to say when the world can be so cruel so as to take a living body and force it into the tombs. And so what do we do? We keep our mouths shut and graves open, thinking that healing looks like simply waiting for it all to be over, but this is not our grave either. When you remember this story, remember the man who had many demons, who also had many sermons to preach from within the tombs, and it sounded like saying over and over again, this is not my grave, and I am not called to be here. If you remember anything this morning, remember these words, that whatever feels like death in you, whatever is taking you from what you call home and down into the tombs, whatever looks at you and tells you you're worthless, nothing will never make it out of this alive. This is not your grave. This is not where you are called to rest. You see, we thought we knew what healing was until Jesus showed up and gave us a new way out. We thought we knew what would take us up out of the grave and bring us back home until Jesus showed up and said, what I will do is not send you away, but invite you forward and ask you to name what it is that is actually killing you. And out of the, the, the man's mouth comes a truth so terrifying and powerful that it saves him. Out of his mouth, he speaks a truth of what it is that has been holding him back and keeping him down. Out of his lips, a sermon that says my story has more healing power than any force that attempts to subdue it. The demons could not hold him down once he said their name aloud. He is healed because he had something to say, and Jesus gave him the opportunity to say it. He is healed because he could have stayed down but somehow kept going and the crowds they were amazed terrified even at this new revelation that death giving forces can and will reign in bodies they were not designed for and so they witness as all that had been pressing on the man comes up to light and when it all settles down and the man takes a deep breath in for the first time in a long time. He sits at the feet of Jesus and begs to follow him wherever he goes. And you know what Jesus says? He says, you don't need to follow right behind me because speaking your truth will be as though you're with me this whole time. Return to your home. 
that you haven't been to in so long and tell your story. This is your promise this morning, that you will come back home again. You will return from the grave with a tale of how darkness thought it had you and still you survived. You will return home again and speak of the glory of God, not because of your suffering, but because God was with you all along, because God is the God who looks at the pit you're in and says, this is not your grave, because God is the God who says to the ruins of life, I will rebuild them because God is the God who whispers in your ear when evil seems so loud, keep going, keep going, keep going. You will return home and sing a new song that sounds like tombs opening up where we thought they'd stay closed. And how do I know this, beloved? I know this because you are here, because you are present, because something thought it could kill you and still you are alive because you're worth fighting for, because your God is a God of spirit, a God of breath, a God who says every time you breathe, be it shallow and panicked or calm and deep, you are reminded that God is with you. God is for you. God will never leave you or forsake you. How do I know this? Because you are strong, bold, wise, wise enough to point out to that which claims to kill you and say loud and trembling but loud and clear, this is not my grave. You were created by an intentional God who knows this life is not always an easy one, who knows this world can be cruel and cold, who knows that graves pop up where they were never meant to be. You were created by a God who gave you a heart that continues to beat even when the hard things come and the future seems dim, who calls the sound of its beating the sound of chains breaking, of hope rising, of life coming back up to the surface again, a God who reminds you that you are more than the sum of your circumstances. You are a beloved with a song to sing and a sermon to preach and a grave to hop up out of. This morning, do not fret, do not be weary, for you have a truth to tell, you have a thing to name, you have a story to give the world that sounds like calling out from the deep what is not good, what is not meant for you, what is not your grave, and transforming it into something new. You are a person with power. Not evil power, not worldly power, but Holy Ghost power. And sometimes it takes a little encounter with Jesus to remind you of that. So this morning, as you walk, whether it be in green pastures or in the shallow, in the shadows of the valley of death, your Jesus walks with you, your God walks beside you, always speaking, always pushing, always reminding you to keep going, keep going, keep going, for this is not your grave. Thanks be to God for the spirit that wells up within us in the form of resiliency, for what the world intends to harm us, God will surely turn around for good. Amen. for listening to this podcast. For more information about Union Church, please visit unionboston.org.